Welcome to Urban Principal, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 109, season 3. This episode is Connecting with Students, uh, Developing Care, Belonging, and Engagement. And I want to share a couple things from an article in Kappen, um, Phi Delta Kappen, um, the professional journal for educators. This is a February edition, uh, 2022, and it had an excellent article by Denise Pope and Sarah Miles. And Denise Pope is a lecturer for Stanford University Graduate School of Education, and Sarah Miles is the research and program director at Challenge Success, Success Standard California. And um, they are co-authors with Maureen Brown of Overloaded and Underprepared Strategies for Stronger Schools and Healthy, Successful Kids, uh, published by Josie Bass in 2015. And the article they wrote was Building a Caring Climate that Promotes Belonging and Engagement. And real interesting because they did do a lot of research and did do uh, a lot of work in schools and I want to read to you some pieces of it and share some things tonight that I think you'll find insightful. Um, it starts out, Even Douglas and many middle and high school students like them tell us that they feel like robo-students mindlessly doing school. They go through the motions of completing their schoolwork, but they don't find value in their assignments, nor do they feel no known as individual humans in their schools. We know that when students find meaning in what they are studying, when they are not just working for the sake of a grade or to check off an assignment on a to-do list, they are more likely to be academically successful. Okay, jumping ahead a little bit here. Our research at Challenge Success, a nonprofit school reform organization, organization affiliated with Stanford Uni University's Graduate School of Education, shows that the answers to these questions are related to specific practices that make classroom lessons more relevant, fair, and useful while promoting a school-wide climate of care and belonging. In other words, the classroom curriculum and lessons affect not only the student's academic trajectory, but also their social and emotional outcomes. Uh, so let's get into some, some of the things that they did. Uh, they started to look at measuring engagement and, and belonging. From 2018 to 2020, we surveyed approximately 55,000 public uh, 60% and private, 40% high school students from 73 schools across the country. About half of the high school students in the study identify as girls or women, 49%, and half identify as boys or men, 48%. The remaining 3% identify as gender, uh, non-binary, or unsure. Approximately 45% of the high school students identified as white, 18% as uh, East Asian, Asian or Asian American, 12% is Latina, 9% uh, multiracial or multiethnic, 6% South Asian or Indian, 4% Black or African American, and 2% Pacific Islander, and 4% other. Most schools in the study are well-resourced and located in urban or suburban areas of the country. The survey included questions related to the uh, affective, behavioral, and cognitive dimensions, or the ABCs of student engagement adapted from Marx 2000, the effective scale evaluates students' level of interest in and enjoyment of schoolwork through questions such as how often do you find your schoolwork interesting, uh, etc. Okay. And the behavioral scale gauges students' efforts, hard work, mental exertion, and assignment 
completion with questions like how often do you try as hard as you can in school and how often do you pay attention in your classes and the cognitive scale measures students attitudes toward their schoolwork and the perceptions of the of its value and importance by asking such questions as how often do you find your schoolwork meaningful um, and then they go on to talk about a, another scale that they used uh, using a reliable and valid scale adapted from Carol uh, Goodenow's 1993 Psychological Sense of School Membership Scale. We asked students to what extent they agreed with these statements. I can really be myself at the school. I feel accepted at the school. I, fe I feel proud of belonging to the school. Other students here like me the way that I am. That reminds me of our district's... Uh, culture or climate survey that was done every year as a principal we had that in our larger district of this area in omaha and it, it worked really well had some of those same kind of questions um, asked student questions asked parent questions and asked staff questions and kind of gave a good feel for the culture but some of those questions were very similar to that i am looking at their table of how it broke down they actually had a um, student reported feelings of belonging I can really be myself at this school. 42% said quite or completely true. 20% uh, were neutral on that one. And not at all or little true was 28%. Uh, the next question was, I feel accepted at school. 57% said quite or completely true. Uh, neutral, 26%. And not at all true or little true is 17%. Uh, next question was, I feel proud of belonging to the school. 48% quite or completely true, 26% uh, were neutral, and 26% not at all or little true. Other students here like me the way I am, 55% uh, quite or completely true, and 28% were neutral, and 17% not at all or little true. So you can see that uh, not quite half um, believe that they didn't feel accepted at school well it was hard to say because 26 percent were neutral so you didn't know where they really stood but to me as a leader if that was my building i'd still be worried um, and they're looking at a lot of different schools so what are the things that you can actually do to connect your students and there's been a lot we've done a lot of discussion over social emotional learning and um, trauma-informed teaching i do presentations on all those things and some of the things that they say to do um, they say value student ideas and promote student agency. Students experience the curriculum firsthand, so they often know best how to make school more engaging and inclusive. Regularly ask students to weigh in on assignments and ways to improve classroom policies and practices. Make a special effort to invite students to the conversation who don't typically speak up and offer a variety of different kinds of listening opportunities for students to participate in. For instance, educators may want to convene small focus groups of students, host a fishbowl conversation, or conduct an I wish campaign that invites students to anonymously voice their hopes and ideas for improving the learning environment. We could even have class meetings. I know at the elementary level, they often have class meetings, and if you're into social-emotional learning, you may have your class community have a meeting and discuss different things, and even everything from the assignments to other things, of course, but... Um, asking the kids and the students about the assignments and what could be done to improve them or even get them, giving them a choice of assignments. Remember, we're looking at their their study looked at high school. So high school uh, will prob would probably have some pretty good input if they were given that opportunity. Uh, the next one was create a climate of mutual respect. 
With our country divided in so many ways, it can be challenging for educators to foster caring and inclusive practices for productive dialogue. Students need to know that their opinions will be respected even when they differ from those of their teachers or peers. Uh, strengthening student-teacher relationships and peer relationships by providing formal and informal opportunities for students and teachers to get to know one another. Teachers can start to build trust and buy-in by offering frequent icebreakers, check-in questions, and reverse office hours uh, where teachers sign up students for one-on-one -on -one meetings. You can also integrate more peer collaboration activities, model and practice positive classroom communication and conf conflict resolution strategies and problem solving, basically. Um, good uh, ideas and good uh, modes of practice. The next one was design lessons that are meaningful for students and deepen their understanding. Students may think of a task as a busy work when they do not understand the reasoning behind it, leading them to cognitively disengage even if they complete the assignment. Be sure that every assignment has a clear purpose and clarify that purpose for students by showing them how the skills they're learning can immediately be applied outside the classroom. That's another reason why I'm big on learning targets and clear learning targets show the students what they're learning and why they're learning it and uh, the process and what you're trying to move forward in. Uh, let's see, try to connect activities and lessons to students' backgrounds, interests, and prior knowledge. And when possible, encourage them to engage in authentic projects with real-world implications. In addition, strive to choose topics and content that reflect the cultures and experiences of the students in your school. That whole paragraph sounds like the focus school uh, that we created was an innovative from-the-ground-up school where we had a lot of innovative uh, learning and we tried to do a lot of engagement with all the students and connected them to a lot of different uh, activities with authentic projects and project-based learning and a lot of hands-on and a lot of um, really engaging um, programs and uh, lessons. The next thing they say is use uh, grading practices that, ref that students perceive as fair and supportive. Set high standards for students. Be clear and explicit about those standards and communicate to students that they belong to your classroom and that they can succeed at meeting those standards. Too often students see low grades as indicators that they don't measure up and they will never be successful. If students are having trouble, let them know that you have confidence in them and provide resources as well as concrete suggestions for how they can improve. Something we always talk about on this show, encouraging your students, encouraging your staff, uh, building them up, and making sure they master the concepts, but uh, making sure that they are learning. And through that, making sure that they're also uh, being heard and seen as individual students. Um, Lose the gotcha assessments is their next area. Many students report in our surveys that high stakes assessments and pressure to get good grades can be a source of undue stress, while comp competition as a team can promote a sense of belonging. Individual competition and rankings based on grades can undermine students' sense of belonging and reduce their motivation. Um, and again, that importance, you can't um, overstress the importance of making connections and reframing, uh, reframing the instruction for students so that they understand why they're doing what they're doing and what, what it's going to help them in and how it's going to help them in life. And then they wrap up by saying lessons for students, not robots. Uh, when students are dis disengaged, they may robotically complete and turn in assignments, but they are less likely to retain information and learn more deeply. By implementing strategies that build on the student's own competencies, 
identities and experiences, educators not only foster meaningful cognitive engagement, but also influence students, a student's sense that they belong in the classroom and that school. Creating a culture where belonging and engagement and learning are foundation, foundational is a win for all of us, students and educators alike. Uh, that was kind of a short version of the article, but excellent, uh, excellent statements in there. And the article, again, was Building a Caring Climate that Promotes Belonging and Engagement by Dennis Pope and Sarah Miles. And that's in the current issue of Capin, February 2022. All great statements. A lot of things we've said uh, similar to that on this show. And it reinforces some of the things that we've also talked about on this show with the reframing and making connections and developing that care within the classroom. Um and we're going to go ahead and wrap up tonight, and I'd like to end with a quote. And our quote tonight is, Intelligence is the ability to adapt to change. And that was by Stephen Hawking, totally appropriate at this time and this period. So as always, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, remember to stay positive. been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAnderson Consulting.com.